Hey guys, it's Abel here, and in today's video, I want to present to you a bit of a slideshow about what type of a physique can you realistically attain naturally and without being super genetically gifted. So I want to give you a bit of a guideline as far as what is a good goal to strive for in terms of physique development and what is something that you can really set your mind on as far as this is something that I can strive to achieve and I don't necessarily have to be super, super genetically gifted to achieve this. And this is very useful because many times we aspire to achieve a certain type of physique and we don't realize that this person might be using performance enhancing drugs, or really this is something that only a very, very select few can achieve that are super genetically gifted. And I will be showing you a couple of physiques that you can, I think, achieve within the first couple of years of your lifting journey without, of course, using steroids. And just before I get into the specific examples, I want to give you a bit of a background so that you can put everything that you'll be seeing and hearing into more context. So the first thing is, is that the question of can I achieve this certain type of look is not really the best question to ask. You know, a lot of guys message me on Facebook, they send me a picture of a guy and they will ask me, can I get this big and can I achieve this physique naturally? And really that is not the best question to ask because really what you're actually wondering about, even though you might not be realizing this, is not whether you can actually achieve this level of muscle mass, but whether you can actually achieve this specific type of look. And that has to do with a lot of things that are very strongly genetically determined. For example, muscle insertions and bone structure. The thing is, the human brain is wired to sense certain things when we look at someone's face or someone's body that signal to us that this person is very beautiful or less beautiful or is very muscular or less muscular. So for example, when we are looking at someone's face and we say that this person is beautiful or less beautiful is determined by these very simple rudimentary things like shapes, angles, the proportions of certain elements of someone's face or body relative to other things. For example, the reason why Brad Pitt is a sex symbol and someone like Jonathan Ross is not a sex symbol has to do with simple things like the shape and size of the eyes or nose or lips or the distance of the eyes from one another or the distance between the lips and the nose or the eyebrows and the forehead. And these simple things will determine whether someone's face will appear super attractive or less attractive. And so the same thing happens in the physique department. Whether or not we are looking at someone's physique and our immediate reaction is that, wow, this person has a super impressive physique is determined by a couple of factors. Do they have the big round symmetrical pecs, so chest muscles? Do they have these really blocky symmetrical set of abs? Do they have the round biceps with the big peak? We don't even really think about this, but we just look at someone's physique. We make a quick scan in our brains and we determine within a few seconds whether we think that this person has a really impressive physique or not. And so it is very rare that someone is very, very gifted in all of these factors that I just listed. It's rare that someone has the super symmetrical abs and the super symmetrical big round pecs with the line in between them that goes up all the way up their neck, basically. But every once in a while, these people will come along. For example, Matt Does Fitness, you may know this Instagram and YouTube account. This guy honestly has one of the most aesthetic physiques that I have ever seen. I mean, if you've seen this guy, the abs, the pecs, the shoulders, the symmetry, it is just simply crazy. And you have to understand that this is a one in a 10,000 type of case. 
it is the exception of the exception, basically. And you can, of course, accuse him with steroid use. I'm not even gonna get into that whole discussion. But what you have to understand is that you could strip this guy of 20 pounds of muscle and he would still have the pecs, the abs, the shoulders, and the symmetry. Those things would all be there still. But it is very, very rare that someone is completely screwed on the genetic front and they will have no strong body parts. It does happen, but it is almost as rare as someone being as gifted as this Matt Dust Fitness guy. Most of us are somewhere in between. Most of us have some strong body parts and some weak body parts. You have probably also noticed, if you have been training for a while already, that some muscle groups, you never really had to exert that much effort to develop them. Whereas others, you have been moving heaven and earth to develop them and improve them, and they are still not changing all that much. I'll be using myself here as an example. I would say I am very, very genetically average. In some aspects, I might even be below average in terms of genetics. Probably the vast majority of you watching this can get at least as big or hopefully bigger than I am in terms of muscularity. And most of my muscle groups are dead average. My arms, I would say, are below average, genetically speaking. I mean, they are 38 centimeters, and I have been training them very, very diligently, and maybe I will never get them over 40 centimeters. So I will never have the 17-inch arms that are kind of industry standard, right? My midsection and abs are okay when I'm flexing in good lighting when I'm lean, but when I'm not flexing and the lighting is not good either, my core basically looks like it's completely untrained, and my back is also pretty average, but my chest, I would say, is good. It's definitely not great, it's also not very good, but it's good. And it was always a body part that developed at an acceptable rate, basically. And you probably also have weaker and stronger muscle groups, so this is just the nature of the beast. So this is just something that is important to keep in mind when I'll be showing you these physiques, that yes, they will be achievable for most of you in terms of muscularity, and they are realistic goals to strive for, but it is still not guaranteed that if you develop your body to the same level of muscularity, you will actually look like these people. In some departments, you might end up looking better than them, and in some departments, you might never get to their level, even if you bust your ass for years and years and you do everything right. The other thing I wanna point out is that the examples I'll be showing you are physiques that you can get to within about three years of optimal training. Now, it is important to emphasize optimal here because at first it might sound crazy that you can get to this level of physique development that fast because most people will tell you that it takes 10 years to develop your body to its potential. But really ask any guy that now has an impressive physique and has been lifting for 10 plus years, almost all of them will tell you that they could have gotten to that level of physique much, much faster. But it is just a part of everybody's journey that in the beginning, they will waste a couple of years doing nonsensical stuff. It is almost unavoidable simply because most people in the beginning, they just don't really know what they are doing. They are experimenting with different diets and training protocols that don't really work. It just takes some time to follow the right people to seek advice from. And so it is just very, very rare and almost unprecedented that someone will stumble onto the right path from the very, very get-go. So in practice, almost nobody will actually get to this level of physique development in two to three years, but if they did everything right, they probably could. And if you just think about it, in the first year of your training journey, if you're completely untrained, so you have all the muscle left to gain, you can probably gain 20 to 25 pounds of muscle in your first year. In your second year, you could be gaining half of that amount, and in your third year, half that once again. If you add up the numbers, that is 30 to 40 pounds of muscle. 
And just thinking about it logically, if you have added on 40 pounds of muscle to your frame, and after that you're just gaining tinier and tinier amounts of muscle, almost by definition, those tiny amounts of muscle after your fourth year, let's say, are just not going to make that big of a difference to your physique. So after three or four years of optimal training, you should have the foundation of the physique that you will end up with once you have developed your body to its potential. Now, you can still keep improving, and people do improve after even lifting for 10 years, but that is really the fine-tuning of their physique. So, for example, men might have well-developed chest and arms and shoulders and quads and hamstrings, but they might have neglected their glutes during their development, or maybe they never really did direct trap work or forearm work, and they might be bringing up these muscle groups later on. And that will add some additional definition or detail to their physique, and it might add some additional mass, but that is not going to radically transform how their physique looks. So let's start with an interesting example here, which is Brad Pitt from Fight Club, which probably is not a role model for many of you guys that are serious about physique development, but it is interesting because he is actually one of the biggest, most common role models for guys just starting out on their fitness journey. And it is interesting because actually, this physique is, I would say, attainable within six months of lifting, probably. Odds are that if someone had a relatively athletic background, maybe they have done some sports earlier, like team sports or some martial arts, or maybe they have just done some push-ups and pull-ups at home, odds are they already have the foundation of a physique like this. And really, the only thing that is separating them from Brad Pitt on this picture is just leanness, because Brad Pitt probably here is around 7% body fat or so. So getting to a physique like this is really just a matter of getting lean. So you don't even necessarily need a gym membership to look like this. You just need to do push-ups. If you're strong enough to do three sets of 20 push-ups with good form and do 10 strict pull-ups, probably you're already on your way of looking like this. And it's just a matter of getting lean enough. Now, let's look at another example of Brad Pitt in the other movie, Troy, which was a couple of years later and a good 10, 15 pounds of muscle mass later in his case. And it's interesting because I remember seeing Brad Pitt in Troy when I was 11 years old in the movie theater and being just absolutely mind blown. And probably that was one of the biggest influences in my life in terms of wanting to develop a good physique. And it's interesting because now, after having seen a lot of amazing physiques in the fitness industry, I don't really see this body as super, super impressive. Yes, he has nice abs and he's very lean and he has a respectable amount of muscle mass, but I would say that someone can get to this level of muscle mass in two good years of lifting, maybe three years if they are genetically maybe below average in terms of the amount of muscle mass they can gain in a given amount of time. But really developing a physique like this doesn't require super specialized training. You can probably just get by with the compound basics, get reasonably strong. You don't even necessarily need to get to a three plate bench press or double bodyweight squat or anything like that. You just need to get reasonably strong. If you can do 10 reps on the bench press with your body weight and maybe similar levels of strength on the squat even, and maybe do eight chin-ups with five to 10 kilos of additional weight, you are probably at the level where you will have the muscle mass to look like Brad Pitt if you get lean enough, which in this case is probably 9 to 10% body fat, I would say. 
Cristiano Ronaldo. You probably know who he is. Obviously, one of the greatest football players of all time and still active, obviously. But you don't need to be a football fan to know who he is. He looks very impressive with his shirt off. But once again, it's kind of our brains playing tricks on us. Because actually, if you look at his physique, it's really the abs and the V taper that is really impressive. Otherwise, when it comes to his shoulders, chest, arms, you can basically get to this level of muscularity in these departments after maybe one year of really good training. In fact, when it comes to something like his shoulders, you can probably beat him after one year. And it's not that crazy surprising. I mean, he's a football player. He does some strength training probably to supplement his sport-specific training. And he's probably also hitting the gym to look good on photo shoots. But I doubt that he is training very specifically for muscle hypertrophy. I'm not sure that he's very specific about applying progressive overload in the gym and such things. So it is not that crazy surprising that he is not super developed in these muscle groups. But the reason I want to show him to is because he is once again referred to as one of the best bodies in mainstream media and amongst famous people. And really, when you're looking at his actual muscle groups, he is not that crazy muscular. And the factors that do make him very impressive are mainly genetic. So he has this big V taper and he has these crazy lats, but that's largely down to how his muscles are inserting. And you can find pictures of him when he was much, much younger and he already had this lat insertion back then. So it is not the fact that he's doing a lot of pull-ups that is making him look like this. That probably also helps, but it's mainly just muscle insertions. Now, the next picture is of Eric Helms. And I would say that you can probably get to a level of physique like this in three to four years of good lifting, hard training, intelligent programming, enough volume, but not murdering yourself with too much that you get injured in the meanwhile and you need to take significant amounts of time off of the gym, intelligent eating, so not wasting a ton of time cutting, so maybe three quarter of your time spent in the gym is spent in a caloric surplus or at the very least maintenance, I would say that three to four years is enough time to get to this level of physique. And Eric is a good example of someone who you might end up looking better than him in some aspects. For example, your shoulders or your V taper might look better than his because he has relatively narrow clavicles and he doesn't have that really aesthetically appealing V taper, which he also talked about multiple times. But for example, he has really good abs genetically. They are blocky, they are pretty symmetrical, and his body fat distribution is also really good. So that is an aspect of his physique where he might always outdo you even after doing everything right for many years. Eric is also a good example to illustrate what I was talking about in the beginning, that you might get almost all the way there as far as how your physique will end up looking like at the very end of your training journey where you really develop your body to its full potential after just a couple of years. And after that, it's only about the fine tuning. So I will put up a picture about Eric, which was taken more than maybe 10 years ago. And you can see that the basics and the foundation of his physique is already there. And a decade later, he has a lot more muscle mass, which if you were to look at his fat pre-mass index, so the pure amount of muscle mass he has, he has a lot more muscle a decade later, but all the main building blocks which make up his physique was already there maybe a decade ago. Okay, the next example is Jeff Cavalier from X, and he's a really good example of someone, in my opinion, who really doesn't have any super strong genetic points. He is pretty even and pretty normal in all of his muscle groups. There is nothing that really stands out on his body. And this is how much leanness can add to your physique because really he is quite, I would say average in terms of his actual muscle mass and his individual muscle groups, but he's just really, really lean, which helps him to have all the muscles and muscle groups that he has to stand out really nicely. But I would say that after three, four years of lifting and 
getting to a pretty lean physique, you can look pretty much like him in a photo shoot if you wanna do one. It's also interesting because as I was looking for pictures of him, a couple of random pictures popped up on Google and this guy popped up as well. And it's interesting because I would say that he has about just as much muscle as Jeff Cavalier has. He's a little bit less lean, but he still looks a lot more impressive. And this is basically just solely down to his bone structure because he has broader shoulders. There is this more apparent separation between the deltoids and the arms and maybe a narrower waist, which all help him to get this bigger V taper effect, which just adds to the aesthetic appeal. But in terms of pure muscle mass, he's basically the same size as Jeff Cavalier. So once again, these are just genetic factors completely independent of how intelligently you worked out, how much effort you dedicated to the process. This is just how you picked your parents. Another picture that popped up right next to this guy was this guy. And it's interesting once again, because they have about the same amount of muscle mass, but the bone structure of this latter guy is less favorable. He has narrower clavicles, wider waist, and wider hips, which make him less aesthetically appealing from the front at least. But on the other hand, he has this really nice symmetrical pec muscle insertion and also really symmetrical and more blocky abs. So it's kind of an individual choice at this point. Which one do you think looks better? Is it the bigger V taper that is more preferable or the more symmetrical pecs and abs? It's each on their own, right? Okay, next picture. It is Menno Henselmans, who I would say is once again a good example of someone who is average to maybe slightly above average in terms of genetics, and he has some stronger and weaker body parts. He has a good chest, his back is really impressive, his arms and midsection I would say are fairly average. His shoulders on the other hand are super super impressive and literally his shoulders look like the shoulders themselves have shoulders. And he I would say is once again a good example of someone who has strong and weaker muscle groups and is also someone who is not crazy on the whole in the genetic department, but he has done a lot of things right for a really really long time and he still managed to build a really impressive physique. It's also really interesting to note in the case of Menno that he's someone who has a lot of pictures that were taken in photo shoots, in peak condition, good lighting, professional photographer, all of that stuff. But he also posts pictures when he is not in photo shoot condition and when he's slightly higher in body fat, still very lean, but not at peak condition. And also the photos were not taken in a super professional setting. So you can see on this picture, for example, that he looks like a very fit, muscular and lean individual, but it is not mind-blowing. And this is once again something that we have to keep in mind that what we see on social media is basically a split second taken out of someone's entire day. Nobody posts pictures of themselves when they are bloated or when they are a bit flatter. Everybody is only going to show you their body when it looks its absolute best. So you can see in the case of Menno that he can look like this and like this as well at the same time. Mario Tomic, another example of someone who is nothing crazy in terms of muscle mass. I, probably his fat-free mass index at this point is still below 23 or maybe 23, but he has a pretty aesthetic build. And this mainly comes down to these muscle groups that we tend to first focus on. So the abs, the V taper, the shoulders, the chest. His chest is actually not super, super impressive, but he has a good midsection. He has good body fat distribution and he has pretty blocky abs, which is one of the most important things if you want to look really impressive without your shirt on. So once again, it's important to keep in mind that you can get to this level of muscularity probably within two to four years of lifting, but you might still not end up looking as impressive as Mario because of these factors, which you can not do too many things about, like body fat distribution and muscle insertions. Alberto Nunez. Now, this is an interesting one because once again, muscularity-wise, it's not crazy. He's definitely 
up towards the upper tiers of what is achievable muscularity-wise. I think his fat pre-mass index is about 23 maybe, but you definitely need to be decently genetically gifted to look like him because he has really good muscle insertions. He has really, really aesthetic proportions. And I will play you a short video, which I stole from his Instagram account. I hope you don't mind, Alberto. I'm serving the good cause here. And it is needless to say that he looks crazy, crazy impressive here. He's one of those people that just keeps looking better and better the leaner he gets. And guess what his weight is? Pause this video for a second and just make a guess. And now I will reveal the result. It is 156 pounds, which I believe is 70 or 71 kilograms, and he's 5'9". So once again, it's not just the absolute numbers. It's not just how heavy he is, and it's not just about his fat free mass index. It is how that muscle mass actually sits on his body. So it is definitely achievable in terms of the numbers, but you need to pick the right parents to look like Alberto. Jeff Alberts, he is a teammate of Alberto Nunez at the coaching team 3D Muscle Journey, and he is another fantastic example of someone who is super blessed in some departments, whereas he's kind of screwed in others. For example, his abs are kind of weirdly inserted. He, it's almost like he has a gap in the middle of his abs. But at the same time, his chest, his symmetry, and his shoulders, his arms, and his quads are crazy impressive. And... In many regards, you have to be pretty damn genetically gifted to end up looking like Jeff Alberts. He already had a really impressive physique when he was a teenager. He's a bit of a freak of nature in some ways. But once again, it's rare that someone is super, super blessed in all of his muscle groups like Matt does fitness once again, which is pretty much the gold standard in this regard. Now, let's display a person who I would say represents the upper, upper echelons in terms of how genetically gifted you can get as a natural lifter, and that is Jared Feather, who is a part of the Renaissance Periodization crew, so he's a teammate of Dr. Mike Isretel. These are pictures of him which are most certainly at the time when he was natural. He just recently put out a video where he basically said that, well, guys, I've been training for over a decade as a natural lifter, and I have achieved everything that I wanted naturally, and now my next goal is to get to the IFBB Pro stage. So I think it is pretty clear to understand that basically what he's saying is that now my natural days are behind me. So with that statement in mind, I think it is reasonable to achieve that before this point, he was in fact natural, and these pictures were taken a year or two ago. So you can see that the V taper is just incredible. The waist is just non-existent. It is just missing from his body. The muscle bellies, insertions, the symmetry is just crazy, crazy impressive. And you can see that when someone is making the move from being natural to conceivably not natural, for a long time, their physique is not going to radically transform. Look at him here. He is still the same guy, just a tad bit freakier, basically. So someone who is crazy impressive when he's using steroids or hormones is probably still going to be fairly impressive without steroids. He is just going to be a smaller version of himself, basically. Now, another example here, Radu Antonio, who is not a bodybuilder. He's not something who is super, super, super dedicated to develop the absolute most amount of muscle mass that he can. And he could actually probably be below average in terms of how genetically gifted he is. But I would say that he is above average in terms of how gifted he is when it comes to just looking aesthetically because he has a pretty good body fat distribution. His abs are visible at moderate body fat percentages. His proportions are also pretty nice. He has a decent V taper and he just doesn't need to carry a ton of muscle mass and he doesn't have to be super lean to look pretty damn impressive with his shirt off. I mean, for the average person who is not into lifting will think that you look amazing if you look like Radu Antonio. And probably you can get to this level of physique within two years of lifting probably. 
So once again, just a really good example to illustrate that it is not just about the total amount of muscle mass. And finally, once again, myself, the muscle mass that I have is definitely achievable. I would say that within three years, you can get to this level of muscle mass. The strong body parts that I have, or maybe the one strong body part that I have is my chest, which is not really impressive, but I would say it is good. My shoulders, I would say they are not great. And my shoulder circumference is actually not great at all. I think it is 122 centimeters maybe. And it is solely down to the fact that I have relatively wide clavicles. And you can see that when I had considerably less muscle mass than I do now, I already had the basics of all of this. I was just a smaller version of myself and all the muscle groups were less developed. And this picture that I'm putting up here, for example, this was after me training for maybe four years. And once again, because I did so many things wrong for so long, I could have probably gotten here after like a year and a half, maybe two years of lifting, and then eventually where I am now in three years of lifting. But all of this took almost seven years in my case, just because I fucked so many things up earlier on in my development. So guys, I think you get the point. When you're looking for realistic expectations and what type of a physique you can attain within a reasonable time frame, don't just focus on what is someone's fat-free mass index or how much weight they carry and what's their body fat percentage. They don't tell you the entire picture. But on the whole, you can probably see the common denominator in these physiques. They are not crazy, crazy huge. They are not crazily blessed with all their muscle groups. They have strong and weak points, which will be the case for all of us. They look really good, but probably none of them look as good as some of your favorite Instagram fitness influencers might be. And the thing is, you can get bigger than this and you can look significantly more impressive than the examples that I showed you here. But if that will be the case for you without steroids, it means that you will have to be incredibly, incredibly genetically blessed. And it's intentional that I didn't show you other examples who I think could potentially be conceivably natural. And in some cases, I am actually convinced that they are natural and they look a lot more impressive than most of these examples that I showed you here. But they are just so, so much the exception to the rule that it is almost pointless to show you these examples because there is a very, very good chance that if you're watching this, you're not going to end up looking like these people because they are just incredibly genetically gifted. So hopefully you found this video informative. Let me know what you thought of it. Like the video if you liked it and dislike it if you disliked it. Subscribe to the channel for more content like this. And let me know if you enjoyed this narrated video with a slideshow, how you like this format. I'm always interested to experiment with new things to try out on this channel. So yeah, your feedback will be appreciated for sure. So that's all I had to share for today, guys. And with that, have a nice weekend, have a nice evening, and see you next time.